Welcome to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast, Episode 28. I'm your host, Melissa Shannon, founder of DigitalScrapbookingHQ.com. Today, I'm here with my friend and talented digital scrapbook designer, Susie Iverson. Susie has contributed some gorgeous materials to my brand new class at Big Picture Classes. And I thought I'd get her here to chat to her about her story and how she started designing and a little bit about the free mini kit that you receive if you enroll in DigiScrap from scratch. Welcome Susie. Hi Melissa. Hi, it's great to be chatting to you again. Thank you, I'm excited to be here. So in case um, some of our listeners haven't met you yet, I've I just mentioned your um, scrapbook, digital scrapbook designer, and you're probably better known as Susie Q Scraps. Um, so, would you like to tell us a little bit about um, your designs and how you got started in designing? Sure. I actually um, kind of stumbled upon digital scrapbooking. I did paper for a long time. Um, but got really frustrated with how much time it took to get everything out of the cupboard and set up, get one page done and have to put it all back away. So I thought, well, <clears throat> there's got to be a way to do this on the computer. Found out there was a whole industry and started downloading freebies like crazy. And <laughs> when I took a closer look at those freebies, I thought, you know, I bet I could do this myself. And then I wouldn't have to pay any money mm-hmm. to buy any of the pretty supplies. Um, And then when I started making some, my husband thought, you know, I bet you could sell that. So I was like, okay, well, why not? We'll just try it. And I got into a store and I've had so much fun ever since. I wouldn't really call myself an artist. I kind of gave that up as a kid. Mm -hmm. I liked doing um, drawing and stuff, but I wanted to draw more realistic sketches and portraits. And I had a sister and a dad who could do that. Mm. so well and there was one time I was trying to draw this German shepherd my sister didn't know I was drawing the same thing and she came in and showed me her sketch Mm. just totally proportionate looked awesome and I looked at mine I was just like I'm not cut out for this (laughs) I think my mom could see that I was really made more for like the cartoony Mm -hmm. side of things and so she enrolled me in an after school class to teach you cartooning and I went to it, but still, I was I was kind of stuck on. I could only be an artist if it looked real, and oh. so I just kind of shoved it aside. So when I got back into the, I started going into the digital. I thought, well, I've got to be able to do something that kind of sets me apart. And I stumbled across one of my notebooks with doodles in it, and I thought, well, it didn't work for me then, but maybe maybe it'll work for me now. And so I've kind of. You know, I was kind of one of those buried talents that I, I'm kind of a little sad that I pushed aside because it wasn't what I wanted it to mm. be, but I'm great. I didn't totally lose the ability to draw, and it's been kind of fun. My A lot of my designs, it used to be I only ever did cutesy doodly, and now I feel like there's times when it comes out really cutesy, and there's other times it's not mm-hmm. quite doodly anymore. I'm kind of in that transition of finding a new a new style that I like. Yeah. Yeah. So right now you're selling at one of my favorite um, scrapbook stores, Scrapbook Graphics. And yeah, you have quite, um, 
you certainly have quite a variety of products there. And as you say, you know, one of your signatures is the, the doodly kind of look. So do you draw all of your patterns and things like that then? Um, pretty much. If there, There's a few things that um, one of my sisters, the mod, drew for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the little farmyard kit, she drew up a bunch of farm animals to see if maybe they'd be useful. Mm-hmm. for me to use and I really liked them so she gave me the the rights to be able to put it in a kit and sell it and but yeah mostly I do all of my own mm-hmm. my own doodles and patterns and mm-hmm. all of that oh that's gorgeous yeah because certainly um yeah I love the the little um, like the flourishes and all that sort of thing. And I think it's really creative because we're saying doodles here, but when you actually look at the kits, you'll see, you know, you've used them as a pattern or you've created kind of a an epoxy sticker look or, you know, that sort of right, paper right. cutter. It's not all like um, doodle sticker characters. Mm. Um, it just has that doodle type. I don't know, the more whimsical, not so perfect feel. I think that's what I love about digital is it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. And um, I love using Illustrator because I can kind of draw something up and then get in real close and just manipulate the lines um, with some of the tools that they have instead of having to sketch it out in a notepad and erase and sketch and erase and try and make it perfect. I can just kind of start out with something really it sometimes doesn't even look anywhere near what I really want it to look like, but just to get the basic shapes down. And I just, Illustrator has just opened up so many windows of opportunity for what I can really do with it instead of feeling confined to, you know, that that idea you have in your head of what it's going to look like. And then you go down to do it physically and you're like, hmm, that's not quite what I had in mind and I don't know how to quite fix it or or now I even get frustrated sketching on a, a notepad because I'll erase something. And then two minutes later, I go, oh, I really wanted that. And I can't you can't go undo. back <laughs> history and undo a few times to get it back. It's it's mm. gone. It's erased. It's forever <laughs> disappeared. So I've, I've just gotten in the habit now of doing all my doodling in Illustrator. So if I'm not sure I want it or not, I can just drag it off to the side and come back to it. Um take it a different direction without actually sacrificing what may have been something really cute if I hadn't erased it. So I'm just having a look at at a few of your kits here. And one thing I really, I don't know, I'm a real sucker for those um, line little leaves, the branches with leaves coming off them. And I've noticed like (laughs) you've got quite a few of them in there and I, yeah, I just love them. I think they're cute. And each one's so unique. Obviously, I can see you're drawing them kind of individually for each kit. So are you drawing with a a tablet into Illustrator then or how are you physically getting them? Yes, I have a a Wacom Cintiq that I draw on. Mm -hmm. Not like their giant monitor, but the, Mm -hmm. the smaller one. I like it because I can hold it in my lap and really get um, some of the angles that I'm used to, like with a sketch pad, you can kind of turn it and draw upside down and turn it. Mm. <clears throat> you can't do that with a a mouse in your program. Um, but with the Cintiq, because I can pull it in my lap and I'm, it's actually got like the monitor on it that I'm looking at. 
Yes. Um, so it is smaller and I have to do a lot of zooming in and zooming out. But when I want to do things like um, doodled wood grain backgrounds, it's amazingly fast. And I'm really satisfied with the results faster than I ever was um, just using one of their other graphics tablets. Yeah. Because I- I'm drawing on what I can see. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So I'll uh, just for those people. So if you imagine many of you might be familiar with the idea of like a, a touchpad or um, on your laptop, for example, well, a tablet, a, a work, Wacom tablet is um, is a bit like that. But instead of t- drawing with your finger or moving the mouse with your finger, you've usually got a stylus, which is like a pen. And a Cintiq is another level of awesomeness, really. I, <laughs> I'm really jealous. Yeah. It's got – so where you would draw, instead of it just being a, a blank – area like a trackpad or or a tablet it's actually a screen there and so you're drawing directly with your pen onto effectively the the monitor but it's not like up in front of you it's mobile um or somewhat um you know you can move it around if you've got it on your desk you can have it at a certain angle so it's like a drawing board that's really makes it convenient and I love what you were saying about turning it because I um, used to do a lot of art when I was younger and absolutely with your hand the certain strokes you can't you can only kind of draw a curve one way (laughs) effectively um, to get that flow so yeah I love the idea that you're sitting there with a Cintiq and just you know like turning it around that, that must be really cool. I have to say that a Cintiq, um, both my husband and I are on the Wacom or the Wacom mailing list. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. And every time they come down in price, I'm like emailing him, did you notice that? And then he's emailing me, oh, well, we could just upgrade and get the 21-inch one and it's only like, you know, $50,000 or something. Know, they're, they're not, not cheap. I actually like out my brother-in-law works for one of the universities here in the technology department Mm -hmm. and they frequently do sales of the equipment they don't need anymore Mm -hmm. and he had taken this one home to play with and kept it at home so it missed the sale (laughs) (laughs) and then um he was able to purchase it um for me he just he had to pay for it himself but I paid him he gave it he gave it to me he wasn't he didn't want to give it to me, but <laughs> you it's, been, be. <laughs> it's been really fun to have. It's really helped when I'm doing um, more of the character sketches to really be able to, um, not so much that it makes the drawing better. It just makes it faster. Mm-hmm. I can get what I'm looking for faster because it, it really does feel a lot more like, like real drawing. Mm-hmm. And I still get my control Z undo yes. feature without losing anything so yeah I've loved that tool so are you working with us like a normal monitor as well and just kind of yeah yeah Mm. yeah I don't even know it's like it's probably 19 inches maybe it's 21 Mm -hmm. I've had it for years so it's yeah my machine's just been amazing that I just I almost don't want the screen bigger do you know what I mean like I feel Mm. like it's the perfect size and any bigger I feel like I need to sit further away yes. from it to see the whole picture, but then I don't want to sit that far away because I don't feel connected to what I'm doing. So 
I've told my husband when we upgrade the computer, um, he can have whatever monitor it comes with. I want to keep the one I have. <laughs> yeah, I I have the same monitor from um, my last computer as well. I just ended up keeping it for the same reason. You know, it's just, you know, you've got used to the colors and you've got it all set up and you've got it. Yeah, you know, it's good. <laughs> and bigger's not always better if you're not if you're designing, yep. you're not watching a movie. <laughs> no, it's true. I was like, save it for a television, sweetheart. I just want <laughs> this nice monitor that fits perfect on my desk and it's the perfect distance away and, and I can still feel connected to what I'm doing. Mm. Um, cause that's that's hard creatively, like because it's all digital. Mm-hmm there's other ways that I have to try and connect to what I'm doing. And that's why I do a lot of my um, planning for my kits on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I got like the Samsung galaxy note tablet thinking that I could do all my notes in the tablet. And then I'd always have it with me instead of going, Oh, I wish I had that notebook to, and it is handy for writing down things, but I found I still really prefer um the physical pen on paper connecting and drawing lines and sketching out little doodles. And Mm. so the galaxy note hasn't quite worked out the way my husband had hoped and I wouldn't have all these notebooks lying around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. I told him, I said, I just, sometimes I need that, just that physical grounding connecting to what I'm creating. So it doesn't all feel digital. And Mm. yeah, anyway, I can, I can, uh, I can identify with that. Um, it's for the same reason I still have a, a stash of, of paper supplies. Um, not I didn't do very much paper scrapbooking, but I certainly love making cards and stuff just every now and then because it's fun to touch something, <laughs> to have that physical connection. Yeah, yeah I feel really um, spoiled that Persnickety Prince is about a 10-minute drive. Oh, really? From me. So, yeah, I'll sometimes print out some of my journal cards just so I can see what they look like in real life and touch it and feel it and go, yeah, this really has substance. It's not just um, pretty digital colors on, on my screen. So that's that's been a nice, handy thing to have nearby, too. That That is pretty cool. And for those people that don't know, Persnickety Prints is uh, a – is uh, their photo processing lab, but they also do all sorts of printing and uh, run by um, Shari, who's a scrapbooker. And yeah, it's one of the favorite places for digital scrapbookers to print their layouts. So I've not tried them myself yet. I, I probably will sometime. I'm still working through a long list of different, you know, there's so many options with, for printing. Yes. And being down here in Australia, you kind of have to think about your postage costs as well. Although they do have... Well, I think she does flat rate. Yes, she does do flat rate. But I just have to um, decide what I'm going to do. So that that flat rate shipping does help. I remember my first order of 12 by 12s. I paid a dollar for the 12 by 12 prints and another dollar per sheet for postage. So it was kind of pricey. Wow, wow. That was many years ago now. (laughs) (laughs) That's still kind of pricey (laughs) for the shipping. Yeah, yep. And, of course, you know, within a few months, that same printer had moved to, like, um, some different shipping rates. So, but I kind of, I was like, oh, well, I won 30 free prints and I just ordered some extras and just kind of went, oh, well, I've not really lost that much. (laughs) 
Yes. So are you a scrapbooker yourself as well as a designer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Probably not as much as I used to be. I just don't have as much time mm-hmm. to spend mm-hmm. on it. But that's where um, the new trend in the pocket scrapbooking has really helped me because like, I still do most of my stuff digitally, but the journal cards just make throwing a page design together a lot faster Mm -hmm. and it quickly gives me that place where I can I know where my journaling is going to go it's going to go on that journal card and I have a title on my page because it's that filler card and I'll throw on two pictures and add a couple buttons or a couple things and it it helps the page come together really quickly because I'm not too worried about like how amazing it is how many layers it has how many shadows and all of that I was more into that when I was just scrapbooking but now that you know I've got a limited amount of time and I don't want to spend my two hours in the week working on just one layout yes I've decided you know I like going more simple it's a lot easier for me and I've noticed on the pages that I've done that are um that more simple Mm -hmm. that people are more interested in what the story has to say and there's less ooing and awing over how pretty the page looks. <laughs> um, and since the whole point of what I'm doing is, is for the stories and the memory keeping, I'm okay mm. that there's not as much ooing and awing over how amazing the page looks because they're actually getting around to reading the journaling. And- yeah. And that's a And that's a great thing. I think um, myself, I'm often, I love, fiddling <laughs> with all the, the the pretty stuff but I also really love getting things finished so I kind of have you know say for example December daily is my classic one where I'll just use templates and I'll make it really really simple and it's funny because yeah. that's a finished project that I've actually got printed my family loves looking at that whereas I've got hundreds of layouts on my computer that are, you know, waiting. I mean, I've printed hundreds as well, but I've still got a fair backlog. (laughs) And and it's sort of like, ah, sometimes those projects where they're a set, you know, whether it's project life and you do it weekly or something, you have that prompt to actually get them printed and into your family's hands. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm going to try the December daily this year. I was going to last year. Mm -hmm. Um, and decided that I wanted each page to be unique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bought some templates that I thought, you know, I could do some rotating, flipping, mm-hmm. make the whole pack work. Um, but I got one page, I think, done and realized it took me an hour. Because mm. I was gonna, I was just going to get them all done in advance, like quick pages, so I could just slip the pictures in. Mm-hmm. But I thought, if it took me one hour to make one page, um, I don't have 24 hours to make <laughs> 24 <laughs> Pages, so I was just like, I don't know, I can't do this. And so I just, I kind of gave up before I even really got started mm-hmm. with it. And I was kind of sad that I did because Christmas, the whole season just kind of flew by and it seemed like there was always something coming up and I couldn't really get connected mm. um, to what was going on. It was like it was gone before I was like, oh, was December already here? Now it's January and I like missed out. Um, so I thought I'm going to try it this year and I'm going to do it pocket style. So I can just send an order to Prishnickety, get all the cards printed up, slip them into sheet protectors, knowing that I can switch things around yes. um, during the month. But it's already set up now. And, and then I'm you can so just write on the... An hour to get it ready. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can focus on the stories. And 
I can even hand a, a card to my husband and say, hey, jot down a few things about what you're thinking about right now or mm. and get them slipping. Whereas normally he's not a part of the scrapbooking because I might be scrapbooking um, early in the morning while he's sleeping mm. or I don't have time to go ask him, hey, can you tell me more about this page? It's just all from my perspective. Mm. So I'm kind of excited to get a little bit of his perspective and his handwriting. And um, my son is six, so he can't write. But but to be able to grab a card and, you know, what Caden loves right now and mm. quickly write it down, just, you know, shove it in the pocket. And I plan to just have a stack of those cards sitting around. So if there is something extra that comes up that I want to remember about the season, I don't have to try and keep it in my mind until I get around to scrapbooking it. We can just write it on one of those journal cards and stick it in the album. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but I'm kind of glad the foundation's already, already yes. set. Yeah, that certainly makes it easier. So just thinking of your designs and um, we included in Digi Scrap from Scratch, a mini kit that's based on your memories and moments series. Um, so the the palette there is quite um there's i don't know it's kind of colorful but yet not over the top i mean you're probably the the designer <laughs> you'd probably know how would you describe <laughs> the color palette <laughs> as, um, as a colorful but more muted it's yes. not like it's got rainbow colors in it but it's not like skittles rainbow bright yes. colors it's it's got the softer tones so that your your pictures can really take more of the center stage. Than yeah, it's photo friendly it. colors, really, isn't it? Because it's not yeah. they're not going to clash and uh, and really get. So inside the mini kit, which is just one of the six kits that you receive when you um, join in with Digi Scrap from Scratch at Big Picture Classes, we've got six pa papers, three frames, and then a a good handful of different embellishments and bits and pieces like a bit of a paint splatter, ribbons, that sort of thing. And the idea of these mini kits is so that you can follow along using the exact same supplies as I'm using in the sample videos. In Digi Scrap from Scratch, I'm taking um, you through from the very beginning of digital scrapbooking, teaching you how to use Photoshop elements, and then we're showing you creating your pages from scratch, not using a template or a quick page. And so I also um, show a few different design principles that will help you actually get the most out of your, your scrapbooking. And you can feel like you're an independent scrapbooker by the time that you get to the end of the class. So we just wanted to say thank you so much, um, Susie, for contributing. And I was wondering, could you just um, tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind Memories and Moments and how that, because um, it's quite a big um, series, isn't it, how it came to be? It is. It is. I had originally, I, I kind of had an idea that I wanted to make something that you could kind of add to all year long. But I didn't really want to commit myself <laughs> to a whole year on a project. So I created um, kind of a base kit, which is where the mini kit comes from, is um, the main kit, just called Memories and Moments. And the idea of it was um, I was noticing a lot of the pictures I, were, I was scrapbooking weren't really theme specific. Mm -hmm. They were more the everyday. And so trying to find a kit um, that worked 
with those. It was hard to search for one because it's not like I was searching for Christmas or Thanksgiving or, or a big holiday. It was just, you know, everyday things. And so I would, when I was shopping for stuff, I would try and focus on, you know, well, I guess maybe I want a kit that has these colors because this photo has these colors, but then I'd have to get another kit for a different picture. And I thought, you know, it'd be really nice if there was just something that would work for just the everyday stuff that I have. Um, but then that kind of spun a little out of control as I started thinking, well, I remember being a new um, scrapbooker and just getting into digital and feeling like um, I needed a lot of things and I wanted to mix and match, but I didn't feel very confident in being able to mix and match between different designers mm. or different kits. Um, and that I would have appreciated um, something that was obvious that it was connected um, and that they worked well together. And so that's where I started thinking of doing these add-ons so I could pull in some different colors that weren't in the main color palette. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I had pictures that were more related to a holiday or a different event, um, that I could have some embellishments that kind of fit that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could still mix and match and pull from different pieces. Um, and then the the other idea for the the series was people that were doing um, like a Project 365 mm-hmm. where we're trying to do a cohesive album that was going to have 30 or 40 pages. You get kind of bored um, if you just pick one kit. It's only got eight pages in it. I can put my hand up for that. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. And it's like you get to like page five and you're like, oh, well, I've done everything in the kit but I want it all still to look the same so the idea was that you could take um, any piece from any of the collections and start mixing and matching without any of your pages actually looking like they all came from the same kit per se mm-hmm. um, but you would know that all the colors match so as you go through the year um, you'll see um, some purples show up in the spring kit there's some orange and fuchsias that show up in the summertime that weren't in the original color scheme but they still were designed to match perfectly Mm. so you don't have to do any of that guessing will these look good together um especially when you print it later and go oh my monitor wasn't quite calibrated and those colors don't look anything like what I thought it looked like Mm. on my so that that's kind of where it was kind of a mishmash of different ideas that just kind of mushroomed into this huge um year-long project really that I've had a lot of fun with it's been um, I would get to the point that I'd be like, Oh, I'm not so sure about this. And then realize, Oh, but now I'm working on the summer collection. I get to add in the orange and I get to add in um, Mm. some of the other that weren't in it yet. Um, And that really helped my creative team too. They sometimes get a little burned out with the same thing Mm. coming up and they would get excited to see, you know, what colors are going to get added into this or what new embellishment so it's really been especially I'm glad I stayed I started it last year um digital scrapbook day Mm -hmm. so instead of starting it January it started in November Mm -hmm. Um, so there was the first collection and then the next one I did after that was Christmas Mm -hmm. um so wrapping up the collection has been um fall and Halloween and Thanksgiving and that's like my favorite time of the year yes so I'm actually really glad I saved that for the end, even though it doesn't make sense, like chronologically that I would do <laughs> and just the way that it started. Um, I'm kind of glad that it ended up being the end of it. Cause I think if, if it had been like winter time trying to end it, I might've just given up and said, Oh, I'm so 
I'm so done with this. Whereas it was, oh, I get to put in all these beautiful browns and I get to add in this orange and do leaves and pumpkins and turkeys. And yeah, so yeah it's been, it's been a project, but it's been really fun. And I've had a lot of um, feedback from customers, especially new scrapbookers um, that were excited to find something that could kind of help them build their stash for not a lot of money. Um, they could use over and over and mix and match those different pieces um, and really make their budget stretch a little bit further while they're first getting started and trying to figure out if this is really what they want to do for their scrapbooking. Yeah. I mean, I'm just browsing through the whole um, series now and you've, you've, it's not just kits, you know, you've got lots of word art and you've got lots of um, life cards, which are like a pocket page cards brackets and doodles and borders and kind of you know spray mist or rub on effects there's a there's a whole variety of different little things so I think it's a great I mean I agree I think it's a great way for people to start because you can still get a huge variety and like you said you're not having to worry that you know whether things will match or clash or whatever because they all look great yeah so there's everything from you know a kit for dads and mums and yeah it's quite quite an amazing series really it's thank you and they and lots of cute banners for everyone like me who loves banners (laughs) that was actually a request from my team I was kind of anti-banner when that trend (laughs) came out and I even told one of my creative team members she's like put a banner in the kit I'm like why I'm not going to use it. <laughs> um, but I finally gave in and I found I actually really enjoy them mm-hmm. um, to add a little more dimension to my pages. And when you need something long, but you're tired of using ribbons and strings, it's been a fun thing. So it's one of those must-haves. My team, they demand that there's a leaf and there's those little foliage branches yes. and banners. Well, I love <laughs> the foliage branches and I also like the washi tape, although I love it, but then I'm like, I, I'm not using it enough on my pages, but I love <laughs> I love that stuff in paper. I don't use it the way it's supposed to be used. <laughs> I usually layer it behind my photos. Yes. I just yeah. have yeah. a hard time sticking things down, I guess, on a digital page. I don't know. I'm yeah. just silly. Yeah. I- I'm the same. I don't even use staples that much. But don't worry, we have included a staple in the the sampler mini kit. So those people that feel the need to adhere or, you know, fix things on the page, I know that that's one thing that um, my um, students, even in my live, like in my in-person digital scrapbooking classes, they really love being able to, to stick things down and, you know, sew on a button or use a staple. Right. (laughs) It's just a fun thing. So before we end the podcast, I wanted to just give you an opportunity to share something that has been inspiring you lately or, or something you'd like to share with the listeners today that they can take away to, to enjoy and use in their scrap in their scrapbooking. So did you have something you'd like to share? Yeah, something that's really been coming up for me recently is not putting myself in a box for how my scrapbooking needs to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a long time, I felt compelled to only do digital scrapbooking because 
that's what I had started doing and that's what I design. And I, it, it kind of put that damper on my creativity even to feel confined to a box. And um, I finally decided, you know what, it's more important to focus on, <clears throat> excuse me, the why behind what I'm doing and not necessarily how I'm getting to it. And I decided it was more important to me that the stories get told versus how I was doing the telling. Um, and that really helped free up how I did my digital scrapbook pages, allowing myself to do some pocket scrapbooking, um, even changing the sizes. I usually print my layouts eight by eight, but I've done you six by eight this year to go with a six by eight album and just kind of letting go of that mm. um, perceive either what other people would think about what I'm doing or like just putting too many expectations on myself on what storytelling looked like and realizing, you know, I can do it however I need to. And so I would encourage your listeners to really focus on why, why are you scrapbooking? Is it for the art? Is it for the storytelling? Is it whatever aspect of it, it is that's driving why you're doing it. Let that help you decide how you're going to do it and not make yourself feel confined to doing it the way you've always done it or even giving up and saying, I'm not going to do this anymore because I just don't have the time, but allowing yourself to maybe try out pocket scrapbooking or, or maybe even just journaling stuff and forgetting mm. the photo the embellishments, but whatever it is, um, that's your why, like for me, because the why is the storytelling, like really getting back to focusing on getting the stories told and not worrying about how that all came together. Mm. Oh, that's great. I, I totally agree with that. Last year, I, I took this step to just try out, you know, doing a paper mini album for December Daily for me. And it was it was really fun and I, you know, played with my cameo and I did lots of things. And then I really enjoyed the experience. But at the end of it, I was like, you know what? I think I do prefer Digi. So now this year, I'm not going to be double guessing myself. I've given myself that opportunity and I've gone, that was fun. But this year, I'll be <laughs> I'll be doing it Digi. Right. Mm. Right. And I think I think just so many times we kind of get stuff in our box and I'm a paper scrapbooker. And if somebody tries to talk to you about some other form, we kind of start throwing up walls. And um, I was at a scrapbook um, expo and was Mm -hmm. just talking with people. And I know some of them were hesitant to come talk to me because I was a digital scrapbooker. (laughs) And I thought maybe I was going to try to convert them. Um, But I found it was best just to ask them, you know, what kind of scrapbooking do you do? And how is that going for you? Mm. And I found quite a few people that had given up on scrapbooking because they just didn't have the time. Mm. Um, And if you don't have time, I wouldn't even say that Digi is going to be a lifesaver for you because you have to learn it (laughs) before you can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being able to introduce them to the idea of like the pocket scrapbooking, Mm. um, there were several women that I talked to that were like, oh, I hadn't even heard of that. And that sounds like something a lot more up my alley for what I could handle right now. Um, and then to watch some of them start then dipping into Digi because they can print digital cards that they're finding online that are free or, you know, and just seeing how people are branching out and just um, instead of being confined to one category, it's just kind of all blending together. And they might have one versus the other that they prefer to do. Mm-hmm. Um But being able to kind of let go of the stigma attached to whichever like brand or whatever party you're in and you can't cross the line. Yes. um, 
yeah, being able to say, you know what, it doesn't matter if it's paper this time and hybrid next time or digital or pocket or a mix mm. of all of that. I just want to be artistic or I just want to get my hands, you know, touching something physically and working with it. Or I just want to get this done or I want to get all of these stories recorded. Like being able to pick the why behind what I'm doing and then what way is best going to support that for me mm. right now and being open to the fact that it, Maybe right now, because my time is limited, I'm going to go pocket style. But maybe in a year from now, I'm going to want to move back more into doing more elaborate digital pages and not feeling like I can't because I haven't done it that way the whole time. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, you, totally. I totally agree. And I think um, it's great to, you know, not – yeah – just not put yourself in the box and and play around and if you are someone who was thinking that you know maybe pulling out the paper supplies isn't going to work for you right now or you're you know I have a lot of um, students who are traveling around in um I you know motorhomes or RVs or whatever you guys call them and you know they love being able to still scrapbook um, without having to pull along a load of supplies and you know different stages of life there's a there's a memory keeping form that'll work for you right exactly mm. well thank you so much for chatting today Susie I'm really excited about the new class and I'm very thankful that you were able to contribute um, some gorgeous supplies for everyone who enrolls in DigiScrap from scratch. So if you are interested in learning about digital scrapbooking and how to use Photoshop elements, this class includes 16 videos and six mini kits for you to play with. You'll be able to follow along as I work on my screen and you can watch in beautiful high resolution and of course like all classes at big picture classes it includes detailed handouts so that you can print them out and refer back to them whenever you need to if you'd like to learn more about Susie and her beautiful designs you can head to scrapbookingpodcast.com there you'll find links to her store and her website and also more information about Digi Scrap from Scratch and how you can enrol. Thanks so much for listening today. 